Today's episode of Transparency Talks podcast is brought to you by Stuck, a short story on moving towards your success. Inside this short story, you'll find that Mark used to be a successful force to be admired in the corporate offices of New York City and real estate market in Philadelphia. Trouble arrives in his life and he loses everything of value to him. One day he decides to take charge of his strings of situations and solve his problems. With the guidance of a great mentor and other individuals who inspire him, he learns how to effectively solve his dramatic situations. This fictional short story inspired by real life events teaches different concepts that can be utilized by anyone who wants to excel at managing themselves effectively in any professional and personal setting. By the time you finish this book, you'll want to share this with someone. Stuck, a short story on moving towards your success. Order your copy today from Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and other retail websites. Again, that's Stuck, a short story on moving towards your success. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Butterbee Rocka. <laughs> Y'all know I'm so goofy. But anyway, um, welcome to Transparency Talks Podcast. We have an amazing show for you today, hanging out with the ladies. You know what I'm saying? We about to take over the industry and tell you what's up. Um, while you have been quarantined, make sure that you do some things to um, enhance your mind. There's so many things you can do and, and take advantage of while you are quarantined. I mean, you can get extra healthy or you can just get, I mean, you, you got a choice there. You're going to get extra fine or you're just going to get, you know what I mean? Uh, another thing is, as a writer or something, you know, you can be writing, you can write that book you've been wanting to do, you can write that song. I mean, there's so many things you can do uh, during this quarantine time. I mean, they technically have opened up Atlanta, but I'm not there yet. I'm still quarantined. Until, mm-hmm. until, I, until I see the big dogs performing on stage, I don't know. But anyway, while you're at home, make sure that you guys get my book and read it, Fear of Failure, Fear of Not Trying. I am an Amazon bestselling author. I became a bestselling author in seven hours, so make sure you support your girl. Also, my um, boys, um, magazine, Defiant West Team Magazine, the last edition uh, has Jackson Dollinger from um, Disney. So make sure you guys check it out. And they have a new cover about to come out actually on the 15th. So stay tuned to that. But let's get into today's show. I'm super excited to bring on some amazing um, artists from the industry here in the A. So without further ado, I'm going to let everybody um, introduce themselves. So we're going to go from left to right and then top bottom down. So we're going to start with the Miss Beautiful, Cassian. Hi, uh, my name's Cassian. I am from originally from Mississippi, South Mississippi. I've been in Atlanta for about two to three years now, closer to three. And um, I've been doing music about that long, too. Okay, well, welcome to the show. Next up. Anil Lizette. Hello, hello. I'm uh, June Mack, a.k.a. Anil Lizette. I have been doing, actually, I've been doing music since 
kindergarten, but I've been mostly doing gospel. But for the last two years, I've started to step out and do my own music, just me old soul. So I um, have a few songs out. Uh, so yeah, Anil Lizette. Okay, well, welcome to the show. Next Thank you. Up, uh, no problem. Next up, we have Miss Mia. Um, hey, everybody. Of course, I'm Mia Darjade. And um, originally, of course, from Macon, Georgia, that town. Woohoo, that's where I'm from. <laughs> oh, really? I'm there right now. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. I should know you. Okay, all right. Oh. We're going to talk after. We're talking. We're talking. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm uh, from Macon, Georgia, and um, of course, you know, all you know, uh, what some of you might not know, I'm, I'm also a, a singer, songwriter, and uh, actress, so thank you, brother, for allowing me to come on to your platform. Appreciate that. Well, you know, I appreciate you being here. And last, but certainly not least, we got Miss Sheena. Nice! <laughs> Uh, my name is Sheena Knight. I am an ATLian. Yes, yes. I think you're the only one. What'd you say? I said, I think you're the only one. It's from Atlanta. Right? Rare. It's rare. Yeah. I have been, right? I have been uh, singing and dancing together for 13 years on a corporate level. Um, and have been, uh, I just decided to uh, step out as an artist. I did not tell you this, but, but I have made that decision, crossing over um, to, yeah, do my own thing, because I've been singing other people's songs for 13 years, going on 14. Okay, well, you know, that's, that's, that's some amazing news that you just reported there. That's big. That's real big. So uh, we're going to get, we're going to jump, we're going to dive right in, okay? Um, so I'm gonna start with Mia. Now, uh, of course, I've known Mia for a long time. We've done so many shows together. That's my that's my right hand. <laughs> um, Mia, um, like she mentioned, she's also a dancer, and she transitioned into singing. Uh, but she started in the dancing world first. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you was rehearsing, getting ready for a major tour and tour your ACL. Oh, oh gosh. Um, yeah, I was actually um, <laughs> rehearsing with um, BBD and uh, we were getting ready to go on tour. And um, the day before I got on the tour bus, I actually fell in rehearsal and tore my ACL. And I was hopeful <laughs> that I would, um, that, you know, I would be able to perform. Um, the shows for that weekend but by the time we got back to Atlanta I was on crutches so uh yeah the, the infamous poison breakdown that everybody know that's what I <laughs> bust my tail on <laughs> and um but I mean the blessing in that is uh, it forced me to really tap into um other gifts yeah and, and be honest with you I've been singing ever since and I've actually made more money singing um, than dancing and so um, I just look at it it, it was my door uh, for something else and now the singing is actually taking me uh, through another door and we'll talk about that you know a little later but yeah what happened I still have my battle scar on my knee <laughs> but, 
Well, you know, I'm your twin with that because I was uh, getting ready for a show last, not not December of 2019, but December of 2018, getting ready for a show over CP's Hansel and ended up torn meniscus, torn ACL, and still tried to go overseas uh, because I had two contracts that I had to fulfill and went to Chile, was horrible. And then by the time I went to Mexico, my knee went from a partial tear to a, uh, a full tear. And that went from six weeks recovery time to a whole year. So no, I understand. But the one thing that you definitely said that um, I can definitely uh, agree with is it forces you to have to figure out some more things. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and when you when your back is against the wall, you have to figure out some more things. And I'm positive that when we get to what's going on with everybody during this coronavirus, that I, I, I'm sure we're all going to uh, discuss and say some things that we've learned and some new things that we've done. So I'm going to get to that question. Uh, so uh, Mia, another thing is uh, so. Now that you've transitioned uh, into singing, um, actually, I'm gonna save that question for later. So I'm, I'm gonna come back. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna, uh, next up, we got Sheena. Sheena, now you are a singer, a dancer, a makeup artist, a master cosmetologist. I did not know you do electrical wiring, you electrical wiring tech that works on movie sets. I had no clue about that. I already knew you was a bad chick. <laughs> so, what um, what made you get into doing um, the electrical wiring? I grew up with a homeboy of mine, and uh, he's been on the movie scenes since he was seventeen. So for about uh, fifteen years, he's been doing um, crew work. Yeah. And when I came from Thailand, when I just came from Thailand, um, when did I come from Thailand? 2019, last year. Last year. Yeah, last year. When I came back and I was just in between like, okay, I want to do something else. I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to do this. I want to sit still for a while. And uh, he was like, well, I've been telling you, get on this. It's a lot of movies in Atlanta. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. And the, my birthday, he called me. He was like, yo, we got some work for you. If you want to come on set, I can get you on the payroll. I got some work. And I was like, bet that up. I'm coming. And that's when he got me in and he showed me how to connect and why you connect these wires to that wire. And he got me um, on the payroll and that, that was all he wrote. That was all he wrote. But due to COVID, <laughs> nobody's on set. So um, they're, they're actually that. starting to open back up a little bit because uh, the boys, the boys oh, uh, got, um, they just got picked up for a project. So they're just, they're slowly opening up, but it's, it's a lot, it's a lot different now. Like they're doing the taping, having you self-tape got to show locations yourself and then they come, they came over to check the boys uh, the, the, uh, do their fittings and stuff. They had to put the fitting, you know, the clothes out, go into another room, everybody got to have their mask on and then they come in. So it's, it's a little different. But uh, I definitely know that once it opens back up, 
I mean, that's that's absolutely a job, especially here in Atlanta. Working with me. Um, yeah. Oh, you're going to stay paid. For sure. Right. You're going to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I answered it. <laughs> that's what's up. So, you also um, um, performed with uh, T Pain and Nivea and Leanne Rhymes. I'm like, okay, all right. I see you. I see you. Um, can you tell us um, what's your most memorable moment and um, yeah, what's your most memorable moment? Between those gigs? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I remember two things. <laughs> That's why I laughed. Um, probably, you know, I'm not going to talk about that one. I remember <laughs> the audition <laughs> I remember the audition for Leanne Ryan. The day of the audition, um, it was five of us packed in the car, driving from Atlanta to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, I I think we were already dressed. I don't I don't remember how we got dressed so quickly, but I I remember I was the only girl in the audition with dressing for the part, basically. I, her whole theme was burlesque, cabaret. I was like, oh, I got that. I, Cause I was, uh, I was a cabernet uh, burlesque dancer when I was 22 years old. I was I was doing solo shows over there off of um, Peachtree and the Vortex. Um, there's a theater behind the Vortex. So I used to do like burlesque cabaret shows. And I was like, oh, I'm about to put on my little uniform, yes. As soon as I walked in, Leanne said, she got the part. I don't even care if she can dance. She got the part, just put it in my video. But her husband at the time was like, no, <laughs> let her dance. And so then I danced and I was like, yes, yes, all over. I'll never forget that. That is In front of everybody, I'll never forget that. That's amazing. That's definitely amazing. Um, so we're going to come back to you. So An- Anil Lizette, you yes. came from the gospel world been singing backgrounds for uh, a lot of different people. Who are some of the people uh, you you sung for? Ooh, uh, sung behind um, uh, Dottie Peoples. Uh, what is her name? Um, oh my gosh. Um, uh, oh my gosh. I went blank. Oh my gosh. What's uh, the lady's name? Put it on the altar. Um, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Put it on the altar. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, oh, a few, a few of them. Just a few gospel artists. Okay. Name a few of them. I am wet late. Oh my god. That's okay. That's okay. Come back you. Yeah, we can come back when you remember. Definitely. Yes. Uh, definitely let us know. So. You are trans. You transitioned from the background singing gospel background to now you're doing neo soul, and you have four songs out. Yes. And um, uh, how how is the transitioning from gospel to neo soul? Um, it's it's a change. It's a change because most people that hear me expect when I tell them that I have a song I would like them to hear, they automatically think it's gonna be gospel. Right. So it's hard for them to, for, and the, my first song I came out with was a cup of coffee and a cigarette. So of course, I know I got a lot of looks, you know, like, oh no, she didn't, she smoked it, you know, but 
that's when I, I guess a part of my life where I had matured, didn't care, you know. I was doing me, it's my reality. You know, I'm a grown woman, you know, taking care, you know, doing my own thing. So why worry about what other folks say? This is my reality, you know. Right, right. So, um, and I wrote, you know, like growing up, um, you know, I was married for 16 years. I used to keep a journal a lot. I mean, like every year I would have a different journal. So I kept them all together, never threw them away. I would go back and read them and write, uh, just get little things that rhyme and be like, hmm, that might go with this. And I had a little tune that I was singing. So that's how I began to like, well, I can, I can make this into a song. Right. So I can make this into a song. So that's how it came about. And I was like, let me try it. And I tried it and it, it, it turned out pretty good. So I was like, let me do it again. So yeah. That's what's up. So um, somebody on, on Facebook said, Put it up the altar, and I should know this also. So I'm kind of mad at myself. Is Jessica Reed? Jessica Reed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jessica Reed. I'm gonna tell you the worst part about that is I had her. Um, she was booked for my for my play, and uh-huh. she's like one of my favorite singers from um, Sunday Fest. So I was super excited to have her in my play. I ended up having. Um, uh, six national recording artists in my very first play called I Cheated So What? And she was one of them. Uh, unfortunately, the day before the play, her, I think it was her grandmother passed. She had somebody in her family had passed. And so she wasn't able to make it. But um, she was booked and on the flyers and doing the interviews and stuff. And it was so cool when I was um, doing the interviews on the radio stations and we're on the phone together. I'm, the inside of me is like, oh my God, oh my God, because I love her. <laughs> love her. So yeah. that's pretty cool. All right. So next up, we have Miss Cassian from South Kakalaki, um, Carolina. What made you um, come to Atlanta? I, um, I'm originally from South Mississippi. Oh, and, um, okay. sorry about that. That's okay. I own music. Music is the only thing that brought me here and the only thing keeping me here at this point. <laughs> I, I, um, I just always knew that um, it, there was a big hip-hop type of environment, you know, kind of like the Black Hollywood. I knew there was a lot of unity among Black people here. And I said, if I'm going to start somewhere, I want to start there. Yeah, yeah. So you um, have been compared a lot to Miss Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Which is a little thing. That's okay. It's it's an honor. It's a compliment. But what's wild is that none of their music influenced my fat style. I didn't um I didn't listen to them growing up at all. I probably and honestly now as I'm getting more acquainted with them, I you know I knew the radio hits before. Right. And, uh, I be kind of ashamed when people agree with it, but the only thing that I can um assume is the gospel and the funk influence that I had in my house is what contributed to the sound that is theirs. Right. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Um, how do you think, do you think that that compared to uh, Jill Scott and to Erica Badu is uh, a good thing or a hindrance sometimes when you're trying to find your own voice in the music industry? Because I know, I know that I'm sure every last one of us can contest to when somebody say a record label or whoever, they they speak to you. The first one of the first questions they ask was, "Who you sound like?" Mm-hmm. You can't say I sound like myself. You know, you like, no, I sound like me. 
but they always want to compare you to somebody. So do you think that's a, I mean, it is a good thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're great singers and everything, but I can see that it could possibly be a hindrance as well, which you trying to come, which you coming out as your own. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, um, again, I do I take it as a compliment, a huge compliment. But that's one of the things that um, I guess I struggle with or I have an issue with is being compared to other people. You're going to expect that sound when when I have my own sound to, uh, to display. But um, the good thing is, you know, if you like Erica Badu and you like Jill Scott, then you're going to gravitate towards my music. Then you're going to see that I'm not Jill Scott nor Erica. I'm casting on because, you know, I got my own little flair that I throw in there. Yeah. But um, I think... And, you know, I started looking at it instead of being compared and they're, they're going to think I sound like these people. Instead, you know, you can put a style house to the type of audience you're going to draw. You right. Know, so I, I, we, we have the same type of audience. So, you know, and I would love to have an audience that they have. They're not right. the people. They really are. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So anybody can answer this question. Um, how hard is it breaking into the music scene here in Atlanta? Now, I know the only person that's from the ATL is Machina, but everybody else, uh, just like Cassian stated, uh, came came crossed over to Atlanta uh, primarily, if, if I'm right, primarily for music. Am I right, ladies, or no? Yeah, it's, to me, it's, it's hard. I, it's, it's hard to just to actually to get there. Uh, to choose an audience for me that, to initiate, you know, the audience to first start off, that was hard for me. So, but to actually get out there, that's hard for me. Right, right, right. Yeah. The scariest part was the jump, you know, getting in on it or whatever. But once you jump, I've, I've found all type of different people that are in things. I think you should be wary of people who aren't, you know, the, they don't have your best interest at heart, but I've met a lot of people, made a lot of connections. Right. And I mean, I don't think I have necessarily the audience that I would like, but right. just the connections yeah. and networking that I've done, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Planet is very well known for all of the connections that you can make. Even if you don't make them, if you don't break out as an artist here, you can make that connection to go somewhere else. And you can do that here. Um, I have seen how hard it is for other people. And I thank God for being able to be booked overseas because I think I'm gonna just go overseas and do my music there. It's just, it, it, it's more easier over there than it is here yes. for me to break out as an artist. Right, speaking as an artist, um, that travels a lot overseas. I can definitely relate. I think I'm more overseas than I am here for that very reason. Overseas, uh, you ain't got to be the next Beyonce. You can be the next Butter. You can be the next Sheena Knight. And they appreciate your music. They just like music in general. And I think that's one main reason why I go overseas. Um, plus, I like to travel. But I think that's one of the things that, that is very true. It, you get so much love being overseas. That's a little different from being here. Uh, over here, it's all about the clout and who you with and how much money you got behind you and you know what the record labels are, how many how many points you got on Instagram and stuff like that. Right. Over there, it's about your talent, your talent, your talent. You know what I mean? So it's a major difference. Um, Mia, what are some tips for some someone who's trying to get into the music industry? Oh. I'm not sure. 
sure if I am the best person for that uh, <laughs> for that question. Um, so tips to get in. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, of course, networking and, and, and um, you know, first of all, <laughs> you definitely want to research. Um, research some of these people that, you know, you're meeting. Um, I, let me say this. <laughs> that is a really good tip right there. I mean, that alone can save you so much time. I, you know what? Oh, I, I, if, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to give this tip because I have, I've seen a lot of artists who link with people that um, don't necessarily have they don't necessarily have, I don't want to say their best interest at heart, but the vision is not the same. And um, I feel like when you link with someone, say it's an investor, whoever it is, you have to be on the same page, okay? Because right. when you end up, you, how can I say this? You end up straying from your initial um, purpose, your art, your own artistry, your own art. Um, especially when you're talking about, some people are really just trying to get to that bottom line number. Let's, let's just keep it 100. Um, and you know, there are certain things that um, you may not, you may want to do, you may not want to do. Um, but you got people, you got other people who they are about their money and they're like, I need you to do this. So, um, I, I think that's probably the one of, honestly, the biggest thing that I tip that I can give is that when you're meeting people, please do your due diligence, research, you know, before you jump in that bed, not literally, but when you jump in bed and doing business with people. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying, okay? It needs to be saying. But, you know, yeah, I, I think that, you know, there, there definitely has to be like some sort of conversation right. um, prior to, and, and knowing who you are as an artist. Right. You need to know who you are as an artist first because you don't want anybody to sway you into being something that you're not. That's yeah. good. That's good. Uh, Sheena, let me ask you the same question. Um, uh, what are some tips uh, for breaking into this industry? Just be undeniable. Really own, like hone in on your craft. Be undeniable, like just be undeniable. So even though, it, it, even if they say no to you, you can walk away and be like, oh, well, I know they didn't say no because of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, just be, be so tight in your gift that you can also pick up from any type of rejection and go somewhere else quicker. Yeah. I, I wanna throw, throw something in there that I was just thinking about. Um, it, it's so easy to um, lose yourself in, in this music industry and try to compare yourself to somebody else. Um, right. I think that all of us um, have to realize we all have our own journeys and we don't have to sound alike. We don't have to look. Right. We ain't got to sing the, uh, we ain't got to do the same right. type of stuff. There's
there's a lane for each and every last one of us. And I right. think that's a, a problem in the industry per se, because so many people is trying to compare themselves to the other person when your own works. You know, so true. And do your own thing. And then you have to have enough confidence and uh, charisma about yourself that you don't let nobody else sway who you are. That's good. Yeah. So, so true. So, um, uh, Cassian, where are some hot spots um, that you can suggest for some artists to go to um, to perform when they are trying to come out as an artist? Oh, definitely Apache and Cass Cafe. Those are my frequent spots. I, um, every now and again, I hear something else. There was something in Midtown, went to the um, coffee shop. And then uh, what's that, Eddie's Attic? Though, you know, depending on your type of music, that's more of like country rock. But still, it's it's a big place to go in the city, but definitely a passion cast if you're doing hip hop, R&B stuff. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. We got some people that's, um, that's saying some stuff to us. My, uh, uh, I think, actually, is it, ain't it all three of our vocal coach? I think James Slaughter is on here. Uh, lady, topic from someone who works in the industry. Trust me, there's no substitution for great artistry. They're beautiful and make room for you and bring you uh, before great men. Mary Cross said, yes, folks. We'll try to sway you. Stay at this. Um, the best thing to do is learn the music business. And that, yes, that's a very true statement because so many people uh, get into this industry and they don't actually know the business called music business for a reason you have to know the business side of it you can't be so quick to sign on to anything because uh, you can be signing your life away trust and believe it <laughs> i would like to piggyback off of Absolutely. that when i first got into the city um uh the most of what i was doing was writing and researching like that was the bulk of my first year here because i decided once i moved here i was going to pursue music right it was 100 research and write, like writing my music and um, I'm so very glad that I had space to re- research it first to see the type of things right. um, that could happen, would happen, should be happening at the stage that I was at or whatever, as well as researching several people because there's, I can't tell you how many people have tried to sell me a dream, if you yeah. will, or do this and do that, or this will work out. And, it, and like you said, having your own interest at heart, when you get swayed and then you end up work, working with somebody for six months, and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So let me ask y'all a question, because I'm, I'm trying to get as real as possible. I see Mia was trying to be extra politically correct in her answer and everything, which I ain't mad at that. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but let me ask y'all another question. Um, are all vocals equal? And what I mean by that is uh, <laughs> people expect for you to have just this one price and, and, and that's supposed to be your price forever for every show type thing. And yeah. all vocals are not equal in my book. It depends mm-hmm. on what type of situation it is. That's true. I go on the season and perform for the prime minister. That price is going to be different from the club. That right. price is going to be different from me performing at a private event here in Atlanta or at a country club. Right. Two songs compared to somebody wanting to hire me for three um, for three sets. I mean, the prices vary, but I've come across a lot of people that they just give you this whole general, what's your price? <laughs> what's your price? 
What do you want? What's the occasion? <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> Let's start this first. Are we talking? Are we talking Dan? Are we talking? Are we talking trash? whole set. Right, right. And we talking three sets. What are we talking? Well, I always <laughs> tell people that you know when you're talking about prices. They have to understand it's it's the crisis um, in this industry is not a one size fit all. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it depends on uh, what is what is being asked of you. Yeah. Um, so that's I mean, that's how I combat that. You are absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> we I mean you know it's, and it's crazy because we. As um, singers and musicians, we fight that all the time. Yeah. Uh, but, but what I like to encourage people when you are hiring a vocalist or a band, um, don't be afraid, you know, to um, put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, just put, just t- tell me what you need. I'll tell you what I can do it for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want people to think that you know it's. Not necessarily. It's not necessarily an insult, but I can't give you a number. Yeah. You don't tell me what it is. You know that you uh, that you need. So I right. think people get intimidated. You know because they feel like they're going to offend you. And but what I try to you know explain to people, but it's it's not a one size fit all. It's not. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely. Another thing that I've come across is. People try to compare my price to somebody else's price. So they'll mm-hmm. say, well, such and such was only going to be such and such. Well, that's I'm not, manipulation. Right. I'm not such and such, and that's their right. price, and this is mine. Right. And, 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 then, and then you also have to look at the, what you're comparing. Sometimes you sometimes you try to compare apples and oranges, and they're not the same. This person's level might be at a different place, and one person might have put in more sacrifice, not necessarily sacrifice, but one person might have put in, uh, you know, it's- More time and effort. Right, more time and effort. It's different from somebody that had just started out um, compared to somebody that's been seasoned for years. Right, right. And, you know, has done all of this work and, you know, worked their way up, and you expect them to be at the same level and the same price as somebody that's a little newer, um, and then they come into well, such and such only was gonna charge this. Okay, well then hire such and such. Right. Yeah. That Right. Thank you. It's right. about knowing knowing your worth. Absolutely. And, and it's nothing. It's nothing wrong with embracing that. It's not um, you being um, arrogant. But you know, when you put in the time and the work, then you know you are. Yes, I I can charge this because mm-hmm. this is what I bring to the table. Now, if you want it, let's move forward. If you don't, that's totally fine. And it's, you know, it's, again, not to be arrogant or, you know, but you, you have to, you have to stand, stand firm on that. Yeah. 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 It's business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's never personal, it's business. This is what it takes for me to operate my operation. Mm-hmm. How do y'all feel about the, the, the people that approach you alive with, well, this is for charity, but they want you to bring a whole band and want y'all all to be for charity. It's different. It's different to say, hey, can Butter, hey, hey, Cassian, can you sing a song? You know, this is for charity. That's different from, from can you perform a whole show that right. everybody that's a part of this fundraiser, 
getting money at the door. You getting you didn't have to pay for the food. You didn't have to pay for the placements. You didn't have to pay for the advertisements, but you don't want to pay for the entertainment. I'm confused. I don't know. I don't yeah. You know, fundraisers, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm always conflicted with fundraisers um, because at the end of the day, I do believe in giving back to the community, but it has to make sense. It has to make sense. You cannot expect me to give you Madison Square Garden. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I, I think it's about what you know the artist preference is some some artists I've, I've seen some people just like i don't want anything to do with you right, right um you know um me personally um i don't have a problem with it it just it just has to it just has to make sense so for example y'all know that i have a uh both sheena and, and uh mia has performed i have a nonprofit called artist rock the mic and we go concert for college homeless students um I have never uh, asked any artist to sing more than one or two songs. Why? Because then I'm asking you to do a concert, and that's not considered charity to me. Mm-hmm. And and with my nonprofit, I think that people really got to walk the walk and talk the talk, you know, when they approach us artists. Because my organization, literally from y'all know that y'all know that we collect stuff for the homeless, we do all this stuff. Everything we collect um, at Cats Cafe, we give directly to the people. And every money we collect at the door, we give to the band uh, that's playing behind every artist. And then I give the rest of it directly to the people that we are um, in partnership with for their charities. So I think that it's important that if you are a charity that's approaching people, you gotta really about the parameters that you're asking somebody because it's totally different asking a person to do a song or one person to perform compared to asking a whole band to give up their time and you're making money and mm-hmm. you can pay everybody but the musicians that's not cool that's not fair or fair or fair yeah yeah <laughs> um so question for y'all do y'all think Atlanta is clickish it can be yeah, I think I think it. Yeah, is. to certain standards, yes. You know, I've I'm never, say I, yes. I've I, never been one to jump into clicks. Um, you know, I think it's about really, you know, being able to um, create your own lane. Um, sometimes you find yourself being dependent on those clicks, and you know, sometimes you want to be able to stand on your own. You know, but it can't be quick. I think it can be clickish too. I'm not a clickish person. I like Yeah, it. me either. I, I, I can go from group to group. I don't I can go from group to group and I don't have to be with not one group. Not one. Right. Not one. Right. Right. I've never been I've never been one of them chicks that, you know, I can't work with somebody because of what somebody else said. That's not nah. Because yeah. everybody is totally different. Every situation is different, and I'm absolutely not clickish. <laughs> how competitive do you think it is in the music industry as a woman trying to get out there? Now, I'm 43. I'm gonna tell you now, it's very competitive because you got you're up against age, and you're up against now Instagram. That's all I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yes. I'd like to add, oh, as a lady, you know, we 
don't get a lot of recognition. There's a few people that's up there right now, especially singers. Yeah. Rap is more geared to, especially in this city. There's a few ladies that's up there, and then you gotta, I guess, fight for the spot. When it doesn't have to be that way, it truly doesn't. But um, I think just being a lady and being singers, it, you know, it's, that's two walls against us already. Right. I, I guess the obstacle depends on what lane you're trying to go to like if you're trying to go to mainstream then I guess yeah you are up against those girls those hearts those girls that's on the bulletin board but if you but I feel like it's not competitive if you are not aiming for that because it's a lane for all of us it's so many people artists that are making music and you can make you can actually make a living of doing 500000 a year as an independent artist. Mm. So is that comfortable for you as an artist versus, you know, being a multi-millionaire, platinum, selling diamond records? You know, then then your obstacle's a little bit harder for you. It is much more competitive than you could ever imagine. Right. I don't know, you know? But if if you're trying to just be an artist, an independent artist, I think there's a lane for you. It's not as comfortable. It's not as... I mean, there, there are horrible artists out here making money. Money. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which gives artists, good artists, hope. It does. And it also, but it's also concerning because then I hear and see good artists and I'm like, well, why are you not making so much money as these horrible artists? It has to do with a lot, is what I'm saying. It, yeah. I always like to just not I used to you know I'm not listening to that trash I try not to judge people's stuff anymore only because just because I don't rock with it that don't only the right. numbers right. show that somebody out there <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. and I think a big thing for us singers as well is marketing yeah. it's marketing 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 because once again rap or something it could pop off a trend or whatever but right. you have to consistently put your face out there and your sound you have to promote yourself yeah. and also, unfortunately I also think um, if you show some skin that helps sometimes yeah sometimes yeah. which is sad yeah. but it's so true as well I would like to add this as well um, like you said uh, Ms. Butter, uh, the they're so into Instagram. Uh, people these days, they want to be involved in their personal life too. They want to know the journey and the behind the scenes. So it's about how much you're willing to expose for that. Yeah. You know, some people, every little piece of their life, they put it up on live, they put it up on Instagram, they put yeah. it up everywhere. And then that's what people, that's what gets their audience, that's what people uh-huh. feed off of. And they just pick up the music along the way. Yeah, it's, it's been a little hard for me to, I mean, not that I have anything against Instagram, I like Instagram, but it's been a little hard, you know, trying to, I can't post 24 hours a day and trying to run all of these businesses and things that I got going on. Like, I, I just have a lot. We have a lot going on. That's tough. I'm a mama, so I mean. <laughs> exactly. It's hard for a sister. I'm like, man, I got to post again. Y'all need to see me again. <laughs> not, to say, not to say that being a mother that you can't. I don't want to, you know, um, you know, say that you can't do it if you're, if you're a mother. But again, like Butter said, I mean, you know, there's so much 
said, we're balancing. We're balancing, balancing motherhood. Then you have business, everyday life. You, you know, just it's a lot. I mean, it, it really is a lot. Um, but that's where time management comes into play. And as artists, we have got to. I mean, if you're really serious about it, you've got to figure out how to manage that time wisely. You know, writing those things out. Sometimes you really do have to write a list out and 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 just attack it. Go down that list and attack yeah. it by one. Um, you know, versus just shooting blindly and you know just doing random stuff. So I definitely think you got to have a plan of action and and maybe even um, you know with social media being such a major. Uh, part of the industry now to get your yourself out there maybe really even looking into getting um, um, a social media manager or somebody to help you um, post all of them posts that you don't have time to post but they right. also have um, various um, apps and stuff like that that you can pre um and it'll post for you at a, a at a designated time. Really? Do yeah. they have anything for Instagram though? Because I've uh, I never ever defined anything for Instagram. Tweet, I think. I think. Oh well, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't automatically do it. There I, is one. I just can't think of it right now. I'll I'll, um, I'll get y'all the information. Okay. I used it before, but then I'm like, well, if I if I I still it's. It's coming up with, you know, you got to get the picture, then you got to come up with some sayings to post with the picture, the content. I'm like, <laughs> say with this picture? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> My issue has been keeping up the content because I want interesting content. Right. And it doesn't always have to be all this, like, I have so much content compiled that I'm working on right now, but I won't put it out because I want to align it with the right times and everything. Right. Goodness, you got to take the picture. You got to edit the picture or you got to pay somebody to take it and edit it for you. Then you got to put a caption. Right. Then you got to put the caption. A lot of production. Yes. A lot of Y'all hear all the hashtags. Right. Put the hashtags. Y'all hear all the things. Just to stay on top of social media. It's too much. It's a lot. Hey, just too much. Okay. Because if I'm talking about being an artist, I gotta be like, you know, talking to, to my fans, and I'm just not that kind of person. I mean, me either, not every day. I be like, Jesus, I'm supposed to talk every day. Because like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think I got too much to say. You know? Like I'm like I, ain't, you know, I'm just this is just what I'm doing. It's it's hard to just just tell you, hey guys. So today I'm at the store. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do, though. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look what I'm eating. Yeah. And that is hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a very, uh, I'm a pretty private person. I don't like to do all of that. So I think honestly, that has been a part of my struggle. I mean, I still have people to this day that don't realize that I I travel and perform, you know, perform as much as I do. Um, you know, when I was tallying up my shows from last year, I I couldn't believe it. I realized I had done 70 shows last year. Yeah. Wow. Now, from my social media, you would not know that. Right. <laughs> Because I don't post all the time, but I, I perform almost every single weekend of my life. So, you know, 
you would think. Outside of outside of this past year with my knee, you know, with me uh, recovering, I definitely can relate because, you know, like you said, almost every weekend I'm I'm out on the road. Then it gets to the point where people kind of think that you're trying to show out or or you're trying to stunt to show, hey, I'm over in this country, I'm here. Right. At this show, I'm at this show. And then it gets like, okay. So, Miss Butter, do not humble yourself for their insecurities. I'm about to say, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying. Sometimes, sometimes it, it does feel that way for me because, like, uh, you know, people be like, "Oh, where you at now?" And and I don't know if they're saying it as a good thing or if they're trying to be like, "Dang, she always saying something," you know, yeah. always someplace. So I don't know. That could just be. I don't. Cassian, please. You are, you are absolutely making me feel, oh, talking about this butter. No ma'am. <laughs> y'all, 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 forgive me. I'm from South Mississippi. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing, but so serious. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what's, what's your opinion on um, the artists performing um, all around town? So, is it good? Is it a good thing to, you know, every week you at the U Bar or wherever at Cat's Cafe? Well, is that I, a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I think it, it, it could be good and bad because where I'm from, I mean, they have different shows and people perform. There's this couple here and they perform at everything there is here. They even make up stuff and have it. But so I'm thinking, you know, they even have a concert right there in their living room and say, you, you know, this. So I mean, I'm just like, they, 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 I mean, they are really determined. So I think that, like that, that behavior helped you in your future. Right. I right. can't do that. Right. I, I can't do that. But me, me, that makes me think, should I be doing that? <laughs> right, because that's they grinding. I mean, grinding. But I mean, then I think maybe I should do that. But sometimes, some people do, some people don't. I can't do it, but I see other people do it. I think at this point, but uh, um, I feel like I, I don't feel like anything is wrong with it. But I think, especially where we are in our careers, um, you know, I don't see the point if you don't have products. Mm-hmm. That's a good you know what I mean? Like, if, if you're going to be here, there, and everywhere, you know, how are you going to leverage those opportunities? Are right. you just going to go and you're going to just do everybody's cover songs or what? What you say? So here's here's here's. <laughs> I, I definitely feel you there. I, I think that if you're going out to these places, you should absolutely have your own product. Uh, like you said, most of the time when you're at these places, and ain't nothing wrong with it because a lot of people are making some good money performing mm-hmm. at these locations, and it's helping you build your craft. So I'm not saying anything wrong with it. But on the flip side, if I can see you every week at, say, Cat's Cafe, and I can come in for free to see you, it kind of makes it hard when you're trying to switch to getting paid you know, these big bucks or something. Um, 
you know, at other locations because they're like, well, I just, I can go, I can go and see you at such and such. You know what I mean? Right, so right. that's where it's been hard for me to juggle more so because I perform so much overseas than I do here in the States. And when I injured myself and could not go overseas for a whole year, I had to figure out some other ways. Now, the, the, the flip side of that is, with you performing so much in town, one, you're building a, a fan base and you're getting more people behind you. But on the, again, on the opposite side of that, if they don't see you all the time, that makes them more excited to see you when they do see you. So I don't know, I'm kind of like, you know, they both have their good and bad with that. Well, you know, I, I, this, uh, free. when you say free, that changed the whole dynamic of the conversation for me. Well, you're right. still, like the band is still getting paid. So technically, yeah. I'm saying it's not it's it's not free to the point where you're singing for free because right. you're getting paid by the club owner. But the people are coming in, you know, free or they're paying for five dollars. So then when you try to throw your own show, how much are people going to pay? Because I can pay five dollars or I can pay nothing and see you for free. You know I feel like it depends on where you are in your career. And then like you guys said earlier, earlier knowing your uh, worth, your voice is not the same. I'm not the same open mic $5 at this point. I'm a, you know, $200 seat, a $20 seat at this point. So where you guys are, you know, that's not something I feel like y'all should be doing every weekend because you have your fan base. You have your people willing to pay. But somewhere, someone like myself and where I'm at in my career, I need that practice. I need that exposure so that yeah. people can know. Otherwise, you know, how would they even know I'm making music or that I can sing? Right. So, so is it safe to say that if you're trying to climb up into the, the, the more money department, should you stop doing the local gigs so that you can show people that, okay, well, I am not that kind of artist anymore. This is where I am now. It has to be a point where you are able to cross over. I'm trying to remember when I officially like crossed over and, and stopped doing like the, the the free shows and got onto the big shows. I'm, I, I think I was at, and I'm really about to tell my age, because I'm 43 now, but I think I was 15 when I finally crossed and started wow. paid for shows. But um, I mean, I've done plenty of shows where like you were saying, Sheena, it kind of, to build your base and to build your craft and all that type of stuff, you do have to, you know, get it in club level and stuff like that. And again, I'm not saying anything wrong with clubs, clubs and stuff like that, but you do have to be able to eventually cross over if, you, if you're trying to cross into a different level. You do have to eventually say, well, I can't do every show here because then you're not going to, you're not going to pay me to be Okay, so, I mean, we talking some real stuff over here. <laughs> Somebody well, said, Mary said, you asking all the good questions. Huh? What'd you say? I said, you're over here asking all the good questions. You know, I'm asking the tough questions because <laughs> transparency talks. I don't want to talk, I, you know, the truth is, like, people see you on stage, they see they see you in Thailand, they see me over in Africa, they see all this stuff, and they're like, oh, you know, they, you know, they, they've made it, and they never had no problems, you don't go through nothing, and it's like, no, you had to climb and fight and 
you know, put it put in that time to get to where you're at. You know what I mean? And so they don't think that they don't think that, that we have some layers and we got problems. <laughs> Why don't you tell I, I, I know you don't want to, you know, um, well you've already you told your age, but you know, how many years have you because I can honestly say I've been doing this um for ten plus years now. So um the work is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been done. So, you know, so I don't know if people know how long you've been doing it, but you know, I don't, I don't know if you want to toot your own heart. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I've been in the music industry for over 20 years. Um, I've had a lot of great, you know, things that it's, that's happened, um, but I'm nowhere near done and I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I've worked with some major A-list a- artists. And I've worked with some major atheist buttholes. Throw <laughs> <laughs> it out there, but uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still working on me, and I'm still working on my craft each and every day. And um, I mean, it's cool that I've worked with these people, but I'm trying to enhance my own stuff too. So I think all of us are, you know, in that same boat. You know, is uh, which leads me down to the next question. A lot of people, you know, we do do these shows we're quick to do cover tunes most of the time. And my question for everybody um, is, why do y'all think that's, why do y'all think we go to the cover? Well, I know why I go to the covers, but why do y'all think we go to the covers? And how hard is it to transition from the covers to your own stuff? Because my feelings, you know, just like that song, um, that song, that song that you're, you're now singing, the Ain't Nobodies and all that type of stuff, it had to, it had to catch the momentum. So it started as a, it started as a nobody song and then eventually turned into a major song. So the only way for us artists to really get our own stuff out there, it's cool that y'all want to keep hearing, you know, so many other people's songs, but in order for us as artists to be able to express ourselves and to get our own songs out there, we got to be able to sing our own songs. Do a cover song so that you can have that initial connection with your audience. Hopefully you've made the right decision with what cover song you think that is similarly to, that's similar to the songs that you sing and sound. So, um, like Cassian, I said your name right? Absolutely. Cassian said that people say that she sounds like Jill Scott, Erica Badu. It may be beneficial for her to do a uh, Erica or you know Jill Scott. That's what they say you sound like, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure I said that right. Yeah, it's, it's probably beneficial for you to do a song that from them and then sneak your song in right there, and then they they can make that transition to oh her instead of Jill Scott. Oh Cassian, I, I remember Cassian that song I like from Erica and she sounded like her but uh-huh. I like her song. I like her. I um I know initially uh I had an issue. I didn't want to do cover songs because I had run into so many great artists that they were doing cover songs and then I got to their music and I was disappointed. I was highly disappointed. And um I know what I listen to is not mainstream and eclectic and I um I didn't want to, I didn't want anyone to mistake what I stood for, what I sounded like, what I had to bring to the table. So that's one of the reasons I have kind of 
strayed away from just putting it on my social media. Now I'll go to Cat's Cafe and sing a cover, but I don't like to put it on my social media only because I want you to compare me to me. You know, oh, this is what she sounds like. I don't, I shouldn't expect such and such because she sang that song. Right. Let me ask y'all a question. So, um, of us five that's on here, uh, how many of us are full time? I'm not full time. Okay. Okay. I was. No, no. I'm not anymore. <laughs> I know COVID, COVID stopped me from being full time. Well, you know, COVID stopped everything. <laughs> All right. So, here's the question that Mary Cross asked. She said, How are the benefits, i.e., insurance, dental, pension? feel comfortable about stepping out of a regular job. Um, Can you ask that question one more time? time. Wants to know how are the benefits, i.e. insurance, dental, pension, um, to feel comfortable about stepping out of a regular job. So who wants to answer that? I definitely got to answer. I don't have that experience, so I can't answer that. You want to answer first, Butter? I mean, if, if you invest in your IRA or personal IRA account, that may be your own pension, your only security financially stepping into this. There you go. So, like, you Call have to you, boo. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can definitely concur. When you uh, step out of the nine to five, you are on your own. You don't have to figure it out. Uh, you, will, you will see that a lot of musicians and I would say, I'm not going to say 100%, I would say a good 80% mm-hmm. uh, does not have insurance, does not have dental, does not have any of that. So while they on stage, they trying to, as best as possible, take care of themselves because they have to use that money to take care of their household. And they do not have all of these extra benefits that uh, a lot of people have. Why do we still step out of those jobs knowing that we're leaving that comfort uh, <laughs> behind, that comfort zone behind? It's because we have a love, a love and a passion for it. And, and faith. For me, it was like, if I stay at this nine to five, doing one, I was doing something I absolutely didn't even like to do. So if you're going to do a job, at least do something that you like. I didn't even like my job. But that was number one. It was just strictly a paycheck. Two, once it started feeling like work, work, and I don't even like the job, that was a no for me. Uh, and then and then three, I had to get to the point where I had to say, I have to bet on me. Because when you're working a nine to five, which ain't nothing wrong with if you're working a nine to five, but when you're working a nine to five, you're helping put money in their pockets. You're helping them build their businesses. You know, you're the best, whatever your title is, and you're doing your thing. But it's helping them. At the end of the day, at any time, if they want to let go of you, you are stuck and you are on your own and you still got to pick up and figure it out. So for me, I said, okay, well, if I have to bet on me, I'm going to bet. If I got to bet on anything, I'm going to bet on me. And uh, my thing was, I don't ever want to live a life of woulda, coulda, shoulda. So it was like, I have to at least try. You know, I was in a... um, Years ago, when I was like 17, 18, I got into a car accident. I had two record deals on the table, one with Warner Brothers, one with Sony Records. I was literally headed to my attorney's office. We was on the second um, offers. So we had already had an offer, already been meeting. I just went up. So I'm headed there to the attorney's office, get into a car accident. That car accident left me, drink, left me drinking out of a straw for six months. It took me a year to come back out. When I came back out and I and I and I 
when I uh, had these deals on the table, I was on the same level with a lot of my friends who are now platinum Grammy artists. We was the same length, on the same you know trail, right? And it took me a year to come back out. When I came back out, their careers, you know, flourished. And not to say that they had to pick me up in any form or, or, or say, come come with me, but nobody did. So of course that started messing with my psyche and started making me feel like I wasn't good enough or I wasn't worthy. You know, I started having a lot of insecurities because we was at the same level and then, you know, this car accident happened and you know, then wham. But I, I got to a point, it took me years to come back out but I got, and I started doing backgrounds for TLC and all these people, you know, it was cool. But it, I got to a point where it was like, okay, if I stay here in this background and nothing's wrong with being background, if I stay here at this job and nothing's wrong with the job, but if I stay there and don't at least try, I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to go crazy or, or you know, I'm going to live with too much regret that unbearable. I don't. I didn't want to be that. Cheap. I at least had to say, well, let me at least try. If I get to fail, I fail. But let me at least try. So that's the reason why I stepped out and said, okay, I'm giving up my benefits. I'm giving up it all. Uh, it's been a good. It's been a good road for me. You know, music industry is 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 funny. You know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes you're up. Sometimes you're down. One month, one month you can have a whole lot of shows and yeah. you know, big money. <laughs> and then the next month, you, you, your phone don't ring. You got to pick the phone up and say, the phone broke, Jesus. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, so I got two more questions for everybody. Um, how is everybody handling the coronavirus? Um, for me, it's completely paused a lot of things. But on the flip side of that, it has birthed some, some other creative things. Um, before the coronavirus, when I injured myself, you know, for this whole year, my book came out, it became a bestseller. My boys uh, magazine came out. I launched my um, marketing and PR firm from, you know, I graduated, went back to college, became the first black president of, of uh, Golden Key High Honor mm-hmm. International Society. Congratulations. Uh, but I used that degree to start my own marketing and PR. I mean, I thought I was going to be back in the music, you know, jump back into the music sooner. But, you know, a whole year had to go by and I'm a creative person, so I had to figure it out. So, that being said, what are y'all doing right now to uh, pass the time? How y'all paying these bills? Because, <laughs> well, I have been trying to just work out, stay busy. Uh, learn different uh, workout regimens. Um, actually, one thing I have done, put my business out there, I smoked cigarettes for 25 years. Wednesday, I have been out without a cigarette for nine weeks. So, Congratulations. That is, uh, so that's a big thing for me. So I have really did a lot of thinking during this quarantine, knowing what I'm worth, you know, just just trying to stay busy, seeing what I can do, seeing what I don't need to do. Right. So actually, to me, I think this quarantine is a blessing in disguise. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, most people see it different, but you know, it's, it's a lot of stuff going on. But for me, I've had, you know, a few good things. Yeah, yeah. You definitely have time to self-reflect. If you ain't got nothing else, you got time. 
Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's because I still work a traditional job, and that's what I would always complain about before. I just don't ever, I mean, I would do things, but you never feel like you have enough time. You have enough time. And at this point, I was like, okay, you don't have any more excuses. You ain't got nothing but time. Right. So I really use this time to grow spiritually, uh, to work on my craft. I'm currently teaching myself piano. I do my vocal lessons here at home, just not to go out. I, um, I've gotten equipment. I'm trying to teach myself how to use studio equipment, how to make my own beats. I am just trying to use this time to grow. And I can tell you guys from the beginning to now, I definitely have. At That's, least really 100%. That's really good. That's really good. If, I, body. Had, if I had my sound machine, I would have the, you know, the, the little cheering. <laughs> so, Miss Sheena, what are you doing to fill the time? Yeah, I'm, so as a master cosmetologist, that's like my second job. Um, so I have been taking in a lot of wig orders. A lot of women are asking for wigs. I work for a hair company that styles and colors the wigs. And I also, um, so I just sew it. So I just sew it and then every now and then she'll ask me to come cut and style. She can do it for her, but that's, that's what she me very, 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 very busy. And also, like you just announced a little earlier, you are about to start working on your project. Yeah, so I have also been meeting with some producers. They've been giving me songs. I've been truly blessed with these people because they did not have to do that. Just be like, so you write, let me hear some of your stuff. I let them hear some of my stuff. They were like, okay, here's a song. Can you do them to hear that? And I, I wanted more session work. And I'm, I'm doing session work on top of doing the wig. Absolutely. Mia, uh, what, what you doing to pass this time, baby girl? Girl, all right. So, um, let me just say that this whole COVID situation, all right, has been such a blessing because, I, you know, I feel like the world needed a pause, okay? Right. We are performing good. So, right now, um, I have been truly focusing on... Vocal and mental rest, okay? First and foremost, because again, I told you last year, I mean, 70 shows, right. hitting that road up and down. I, you know, I was like, I need a break, and this is what I needed. Right. Um, and so, um, anywho, I've also been taking time to write as well, um, not only, you know, with music, but also trying to create my own path through film and theater. So um, script writing is something that I'm taking up right now. Um, I've, I'm also tapping into my other streams of income through right. health and wellness, as well as getting everybody credit straight, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, and also educating myself um, more on personal, um, just becoming more financially literate. Um, I actually enrolled in some free courses with uh, UGA. Um, so right now I'm taking their free course, it's a um, personal finance, as well as how to market your business online. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I've been just trying to gather those tools so that, you know, once this is all said and done, I can just come out the gate running. That's that's real cool. You're doing y'all definitely all of y'all are doing some um I'm sorry, I'm trying to respond to people at the same time. All of y'all doing some amazing things. Um it sounds like everybody is growing, which is an yes. amazing thing because again, 
you're not growing, you just staying stagnant and staying stagnant is whack. Mm-hmm. Right. I was trying to come up with a slogan, but that really wasn't a good slogan. But y'all get that. Stagnant is whack. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> All right. So um, um, I think I have, we have been on here for, I actually thought we was only going to be on here for an hour, but we had a lot to talk about. So yeah, this is great. Um, so uh, let's go from left to right again. Um, can you tell everybody how they can find you? So Cassian, you up first. Absolutely. Um, you can look me up on Instagram as Cassian, Facebook Cassian Music. That's C A S S I E O N. And um, I'm the Lady in Rollers. Also, Twitter is Cassian Music. A couple of videos on YouTube, Cassian Music. All right. So, um, uh, Anil Lizette. Yes, yes, yes. You can find me on Facebook at June Mac. I also have a fan page on Facebook, June Mac, aka Anil Lizette. I'm also on Instagram at Anil Lizette, on YouTube at Anil Lizette. I have a few songs and a few music videos, so check me out. Check me out. Uh, huh? Did you spell that? Yes, yes. Anil, which is A, um, on Instagram, it's A N E I L. L I Z E T T E. And um, on YouTube is A apostrophe. It's actually spelled A apostrophe space N E I L space capital L I Z E T T E. Okay, ladies, um, um, when you when you have a chance, go back to the Facebook live feed and under the uh-huh. comments your um, contact information in case people want to reach you, you know, and all of the uh, places where they can follow y'all and stuff at. Absolutely. So make sure you guys do that. Uh, okay, next up, Ms. Mia Darjay. Uh, okay, cool. All of my platforms are pretty much, um, including my website, is Mia Darjay, which is M-I-A-D-A-R-J-D-E. So that's uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, again, website, you should be able to find me there. Uh, okay. Dwayne Kelly said he's working with Sheena. <laughs> she is a beast. Hey, oh my God, what's yeah. up? <laughs> he has some amazing things. Um, so everybody that's on Facebook, for whatever reason, I don't know what's going on with this Facebook, it's not letting me roll up. So I can see like just some of the comments, but we have over 95 comments, which is oh, for wow. all. So when y'all get a chance, make sure that y'all go to them. So like I, I haven't responded to everybody because I'm only seeing just, I'm seeing like four comments at a time. So I don't know what's going on and I keep trying to adjust it and go up and go down so that I can read all of them and I can't. Um, and uh, one of the ladies, Miss Mary, she had asked uh, about, are we uh, doing vocal lessons every day? I haven't done them every day. But no, I, not every day. I pay someone to drill me once a week. <laughs> to drill you? Yeah. I want right. Yeah. I was going to Woodstock. Uh, but I missed everything. I need to find me a black vocal instructor. I heard y'all say that everybody had the same one in the comments, so I will be contacting him. But I do it every day. And, and, I, and I'm just so aggressive because I'm so early in this, and I just feel like I have lost time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the vocal coach that uh, that we use is James Slaughter. He is on here, so definitely reach out to him. Mm-hmm. So 
Sheena Sheena Knight. I believe Facebook Sheena Sheena Knight as well. And YouTube Sheena International. That's what's up. So you can find me on all social media platforms under Butter B Rocka. That is B-U-T-T-A-E-R-O-C-K-A. From my website, my YouTube, Instagram, my my Twitter. Everything is Butter B Rocka. Um, this is Transparency Talks Podcast, which is oh, which is another thing I started since quarantine. I mean, quarantine. Mm-hmm birthed a lot of things um with that on facebook i'm gonna say we're out and uh i'm gonna talk to you guys later bye right, thank, bye. You. thank you thank you butter thank you butter thanks Thanks again to our sponsor, Stuck, a short story on moving towards your success. Order your copy today from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other retail websites.